Welcome to the Moms on the Level podcast, brought to you by Next Level Moms, real, authentic, honest conversations about being a mom and more. And here's your host, Faye Morgan. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining the conversation today. Back with us is Amy Ellis, mom, wife, missionary, our senior teaching leader, all around amazing human. We just love her. She is such a great contributor to this um, ministry, and we're happy to have you back, Amy. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Okay, and for first time on our podcast is another amazing human, Dina Coffin. She's a mom of five, wife of a local businessman, but she's not new to Next Level Moms. In fact, she's on our board and she is killing it. What a servant that Dina is. We just love her. Welcome, Dina. Thank you. Hi, everyone. And wow, we have a treat today. Special guest, Julia Gibbs. Julia has been teaching the Bible for more than 20 years. So first as a daughter and then as a spouse of a soldier, Julia has moved 24 times nationally and internationally. She is the author of, and I'm going to mess this up, but I'm going to try it. She is the author of the Seema Lacrum series. Did I get that right, Julia? It was close. It was close. Okay. Simulacrum. <laughs> and it's an allegorical biblical fantasy fiction series with six to examine and comprehend scripture through the life of Vera Lee Harper. Julia is a homeschool teacher, mother, military wife, and she holds a degree in philosophy and psychology, and she has an MS in counseling psychology. Okay, I need a dictionary for that bio. Oh my goodness. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Um, so before we jump in, um, Dina, since this is the first time on our podcast, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, as Faye mentioned earlier, I am married and I have been married for 32 years and I have five kids and I've been studying the Bible, let's see, for 28 years and um, just really, really love it. It's, it's um, I don't know how people get by without it. I really don't. And especially those who know the Lord it's our lifeblood. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Dina, you're so right. So Julia, um, before we jump in, we want you to um, tell us a little bit about yourself in your own words. Hey, y'all, I'm Julia Gibbs. We currently reside in Alabama and I run my own Christian um, family counseling center here in Alabama. I write books and I write Bible studies and I'm deeply in love with the role that God has given me as married to my pilot and raising three kids and um, just kind of those are things I do in life that the Lord keeps saying, now do this, now do that. So, and then he sometimes says, now don't do that. So I just kind of flow with what he is telling me to do. Oh, I love that when he says, no, don't do that. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I love that you're married to a pilot because I'm married to a pilot. So um, I think we're a special breed because um, they're gone sometimes and then they're home a lot. And that's kind of like two drastic things. So um, I love that. So, okay. So we've cleverly entitled today's episode, Get Your Manna. It's our playful way of saying, get into God's words every day. 
So before we um, just kind of jump into Julia and, and all of that, I want to take us back to a conversation that Amy was there too, but that Dina, where Dina shared something I thought was really powerful and the Lord just really um, put this on her heart. And so Dina, why don't you take us back to that mini retreat when we had the sunset behind us and it was just mamas and no kids. That was such a great time. We'll have to do that again. Dina, tell me. Yeah, that was definitely a beautiful day. Um, Well, you know, I just, I know that our conversation had flowed into the topic of Bible study And one of the things that I had been thinking about is how a lot of young moms today and a lot of students, they don't read the Bible. They are biblically illiterate. And it's very um, baffling to me because we're supposed to live according to the Bible. But if you don't know what it says, how can you live according to it? And not only that, to get you through the storms of life and a lot of times in my walk, God has called me to seasons of studying the word and really being in the scripture, not realizing what was around the corner. And when, and I remember a wise teacher saying, you need to follow what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do, because once you get into that season, it's almost like the person that's in the army fumbling for their ammo and fumbling for their weapon it, it doesn't work. You have to be ready. You have to be prepared. And if you don't know God's word and you get into that life situation, it's that much harder. And um, again, it's, it's our manual. Yeah, so true. Um, so when we were there, as soon as Dina started sharing that immediately, immediately, <laughs> Julia gives game to my mind because um, we hadn't really met, but we had had one conversation that I think even that previous year, I think it was in 2020, wasn't it, Julia? Was in 2020? Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, our, our, my son and her daughter um, went to um, a school called, well, it's not a school because we homeschool them, but a, a program together. And um, through them, they just kind of talked about my mom, my mom, my mom. And then all of a sudden Hunter said something. I was like, oh, I need to talk to her, Maddox's mom. <laughs> and um, through that, I, I said, when Dina was talking, I said, well, I know someone that that's her thing, that that is what she, her, she's passionate about. She's passionate about, getting into God's word every day. And so I said, you know, let's, let's talk about this and let's explore this and then pray. And so from there, I want to take us to Amy, because through that, we had decided that we were going to do a, through prayer and just talking a three part sort of intensive series. So Amy, I'll let you tell us about that. Yeah, it was really cool. So you, you told me about Julia Gibbs videos uh, on YouTube, and then you asked me what I thought about doing this three-week study. So we ended up doing a three-week, we did it, it was just kind of like a workshop where we met together online with, um, I can't remember how many ladies were there, but fluctuated week to week, but like 10 to 20, somewhere in that range, 15. 
Yeah. So it was just so cool because it was neat. We all got together on Zoom and we we did like an overview of the whole Bible. Like that was intense, but that was like the best thing. I enjoyed that so much. And I really, I used some of Julia's uh, material for that. And then I also used some stuff from Right Now Media, which I think is a great resource as well. Um, but we we talked about different methods of studying the Bible. But the reason like I wanted to do this so much and like each week before we did it, I was so like excited. Like there were times where the enemy was like really trying to to stop me from preparing in several ways. And it was just crazy because I was like, no, I'm going to prepare for this. I'm going to do this. I'm so excited about this. And like I had to really fight through some stuff to get to get to do this. And it was so rewarding. I mean, the reason why I did it is because I just also feel passionate about the fact that we need to know the Bible. We cannot say we're Christians and not be able to not be able to tell, you know, what the truth is from his word. And I believe, you know, I was having a conversation in Sunday school yesterday with some, um, some older and older, the older, our older generation uh, folks. And they were just like, I feel like so many people in churches nowadays are just nominal Christians. They go to church because they want to say that they're Christians, but they don't read their Bible. They don't know the Lord. They, they haven't really made a confession of their faith. And I think it, a lot of it comes to like, we're not in the word every day, so we can't speak really the truth. And so I, I thought it was awesome. I really gleaned a lot from it myself, just doing it and, uh, and kind of got reinvigorated, um, to be in the word and, and to know God more. And you, you can do it by sitting and studying your Bible, but you can do it just by sitting and reading your Bible. I mean, there are lots of ways to get to know who God is. And especially if you do it with your children and then they're going to ask the good questions and then you have to sit and explain it to them. So like every night at dinner, we, each person chooses a Psalm and we read it. And so that's even a time where, you know, my husband and I are sitting reading the Psalms with our kids and, and they, they ask amazing questions and we have to, you know, we have to know what we're talking about so we can answer them. So, I mean, I just was so excited to do it and I've really just kind of been so excited since we did it. So I was really looking forward to this time of talking and hearing from Julia again and just talking about stuff. So hoping this encourages people to just read your Bible. It's really not hard. Um, yeah, I love that. You know, um, Dina, I want to go back to a term that you use, and I don't think I've ever heard it put this way, but that um, a lot of Christians are Bible illiterate. Uh, I mean, when you think about illiteracy and someone not being able to read, it's painful, right, to hear that. It's painful that someone doesn't know how to read. Um, but to, to, like you even said, being a Christian and being Bible illiterate, not knowing his word. Um, and I'm not talking about being a theologian, right? I mean, I'm not talking about writing books like how Julia writes. I'm just talking about just being able to say, you know, what the books of the Bible are, what's the general story, um, the Old Testament, the New Testament, you know, um, scripture verses that are gonna just come to our mind and at the right time. and. So I thought that was really important, Dina, when you said that about Bible illiteracy. I thought, wow, I don't even, I don't think that was the first time I've ever heard it put that way. And then um, one of the things that we did in the class or kind of I, I shared, and um, I think it's a funny way or an interesting way to look at it. You know, 
Um, I kind of see when you go to an event, it's like this pep rally, right? So you go and you see one of your favorite speakers or all of that. That's awesome, right? But it's kind of that mountaintop experience, kind of equivalent when kids go to youth camp, right? And like, woo woo. And But you always don't take that home unless you're kind of conscious about what did I learn? What am I going to apply? But that you probably need to open up your Bible and go back to that. So that's sort of like our dessert. And then, you know, we have appetizers here and there, like maybe going to church and listening to your pastor. But our entree, our main source has got to be us in the word with God. It has got to be you personally in the word. And um, that was kind of my take on that. So um, now, so we're here to Julia where um, we got to know her a little bit and we're super excited, um, depending on when you listen to this podcast um she is going to do a virtual event for us on march 22nd woo woo we are super pumped about that so i just want to now turn it over to julia and julia tell us tell us about your passion tell us about this well what you're saying is absolutely true dina bringing up biblical illiteracy it's almost we are watching something that i don't know that we've seen before besides looking back at the medieval church the medieval church did not have the accessibility that we have to scripture. Most people were illiterate themselves. It was written in a language that they no longer spoke. And so you have people that, um, like the Vulgate Bible, you know, that risked their lives, burned at the stake when you when you go back and look at these martyrs to get the scripture into the hands of the people, into the language of the people. When you realize that people died, burned to death by the church of the day in order to get that into your hands, how can we not even more realize the sacrifices that have come not only by the word himself, Jesus Christ, but that other people have come before you as the book of James will talk about and done great works to get this to us. So now we are, you know, in 2022, a time when the Bible is more readily available than any other time in history. It is in your pocket um, at all times with your iPhone. Um, you look at the church in the middle East when they do anything they can to get a cell phone that has the Bible put on it because they just want to know. You look at China that when they're given a Bible, it is the job of one person to memorize a book. Like literally, I would go to my neighbor and be like, here's the Bible. You have James or Oh goodness, can you imagine if you had Romans, right? Like this is your job. Memorize it because we have to hide it again. This we live and where it's so readily available, and yet we do not read it, we do not know it, we do not love it as silver and gold, right? So that is my heartbeat is we live in an age that it's more readily available than any other time, and yet we are like people that one, eat one time a week, we eat on Sunday, when our pastors, who I just love them and I'm so thankful for them, but they're pouring out and we expect that meal to feed us all week. And then we don't understand why we are anorexic, why we are weak, why we are lame, and why we are not being the church that we thought we would be. We literally physically can't grow when we eat one time a week. The other thing that we see happening is what I call, we can repeat the menu. 
but we've never tasted the food. We are so easy to give you a Bible verse. I'm from the South and y'all, we love the Bible verse. I can do all things who Christ who strengthens me when we are talking about our football players, man, we love that, right? Like they're, they are going to win this football game for us. They can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. But that has nothing to do with football, right? Like we know the menu, we know what's on it, but we've never sat and tasted that the Lord is good because we are not gathering the manna as um, Exodus 16 commands, this commandment of you can't just go to church and expect your pastor to do the growth that only God alone can do within you. You cannot expect to eat other people's food all of the time with a, even if it's a great speaker, even if it's someone like, man, I grew up on Beth Moore, or I grew up on these preset Bible studies of Kay Arthur. She, no matter who they are, cannot be the ones that does the growth. The scripture says there's one that plants, there's one that plows, but it is God alone who grows. So we must go back to that Exodus 16 concept that manna was a requirement. Dietrich Bonhoeffer very famously said that we made grace cheap because we told people it costs nothing. Well, Scripture says salvation is free. It is a gift freely given to you, but it cost everything. It is the most costly pearl of price in this world. Because when you look at Exodus 16, the Israelites are coming out of slavery and they're told, hey, you're going to have a new way to be fed. This manna from heaven is coming which is a prophetic picture of Jesus Christ, who will say, I am the bread of life in John six. And so you get this prophetic picture of, Hey, you're going to have to get out there every day. And you're going to have to gather that manna and you have to bring it in your home. And it's amazing. When you look, it actually says God did this to test them. See James one will say, God does not tempt you, but testing is there to produce life in you and life abundant. And so this process of going to gather manna every single day of being in the scripture is actually one of the most key processes in what we're going to call spiritual development that I believe the church has lost due to a spiritual anorexia that is plaguing the American church. Wow. Julia, that is, that is so deep. That is so next level. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I literally was getting chills when you were talking uh, about this. Um, the whole concept of the menu. I, I love that because I had kind of used that, that food uh, analogy that how we know what's on the menu, but we just have never tasted it. And I mean, I, and I speak to myself. I mean, I, I, I don't, think that I do this well. I mean, I definitely get caught into the trap of, you know, I'm doing a study or all of that. And all that is good. Like you said, it's super, super good. But, um, and I think something else that you said that I really, really kind of like to key on is that um, when you mentioned that we go to church and we listen to our pastors and we love our pastors, we should love our pastors. They are under shepherd. That is 
that is totally, you know, we kind of get confused. Like we go so that we get something. We go so that we, what are we going to receive? What is the church doing for me? And really church is for us to go worship the Lord. Church is for us to go and serve. Do not forsake the assembling of my people. I, I mean, I really, and you are much more of a Bible scholar than I will ever be. It is I don't know where it says, go and get fed, <laughs> go and get yours at church. Amy, did you want to chime in on that? I just want to say, I just think that, you know, growing up, it, this just is so cool because the, the things that you say, Julia, like the things that, you know, come from the fact that you've been studying your Bible for a long time. And, you know, Dina, you as well, you said you've been studying your Bible for a long time and the things that, you know, um, just from studying your Bible, you know, you may not be teaching them, but you have these things hidden in your heart because you've been studying them. And, you know, the same for Faina, but it's, you know, we're all at different places in our journey and our walks with the Lord. And, you know, for me growing up, I, I would look at women who study their Bible every day or, or even girls older than me that would study their Bible every day. And I put them on this pedestal being like, wow, they're so amazing. And, you know, when I think about it, <clears throat> they're no different than me they just read their Bible. I mean, really like how different are they than I am? Not at all. They just read their Bible and they, they study their Bible. And I don't even know how long, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, an hour a day, however long they want to. But so when I realized that, like, oh, that I, I'm one of those people too. I just, I study my Bible. So really however much I give is how much I get out of it. How much I have to offer is how much I, I feed myself. And I mean, when I realized that it just, you know, it made it, it, it was a shift in my mind. It wasn't so much that I was doing anything different. It's just my mind shifted. And I love listening to you speak, Julie. I guess I just love how you love the Lord and I love how you love his word. And so I could just listen to you for a while, but, but really you're so right. Like I can't just listen to Julia. I can't just listen to Beth Moore. I can't just listen to someone else. Tell me about my God. I need to go learn about him from the, the main thing that he's given me. And that's his word and, and through prayer and through seeking him and through talking to the Holy spirit and asking him to reveal God's truth to me. And we have a lot of resources to do that. I mean, you talk about different resources that we have on your videos on YouTube, and I've actually appreciated that they've been very helpful. I love commentaries because I get to read what really knowledgeable people have gone and studied about this stuff. And I can learn it myself. So, I mean, just, I think it, I think we make it too much like of a, something it's not, it's, it's not, you know, this, I have to be really smart and really scholarly to read my Bible, you know, back when you were talking about in the mid century, you know, I can't remember when you were talking about the medieval, <laughs> medieval times. Yes. Um, like they, they had to be scholarly to read their Bibles. And that's why they had to put the word into the language of the people. We are the people, like we have the language in our, in our, I mean, we have the Bible in our, our tongue, our way of speaking. And, and I know that missionaries around the world are, are working hard to put the lang the Bible in the language of the tribal people of people who have never had the scriptures in their language before. So the Bible is spreading. We just got to read it. You know, I'd, I'd like to add to that, that something has happened to even women as moms that really is what you're talking about, Amy. 
moms growing up for generations and generations believed in this innate ability that I'm going to have a baby and God has taught me what to do. Right. But the more knowledge that we've gotten, the more mom books out there, um, which, you know, I read them too. It's super helpful. Actually, I've watched women become more and more afraid of mothering because there's too many books telling you how to do it. And so they've actually stopped trusting this. Oh, wait, God made me a mom. He's going to teach me to do this because too much information becomes puffed up right? And it leads to fear. And I equate that to almost what's happened with scripture, what you were talking about, this feeling like, oh, but I don't know as much as them. I I don't do it as well as them or those famous teachers. But the truth is this, if you are in Christ, the spirit of God is indwelling. The spirit of God is indwelling within you. And so when you open that scripture, it is no longer Julia or Amy or Dina that opens that scripture. It is literally you with the spirit of God almighty that is reading that word to you. And we forget that when we allow knowledge to become puffed up and cause fear. So I would say the main difference that we see in scripture of when you were talking about the older women, you know, that Titus, that beautiful Titus picture is when we look at older women or or just any women and say, man, I love how they love Jesus. Remember what differentiates them from, from anything else is two things in scripture, obedience and sacrifice. And I I think we don't talk about this enough, honestly. Obedience is mandatory in scripture and sacrifice is going to follow, right? Or sacrifice, you know, like however you want to put that. But when you're talking about getting to walk and know um, the Lord through scripture, it's going to be a sacrifice. And the sacrifice first off that I'm going to tell you in this culture is your time. It is one of the most valuable Uh things that we have in this culture that we are not willing to give to God. We value everything else as a mom, um, as a working mom. I've got a million things. And so I can let this go to the bottom, but to know him, to really know him is going to require sacrifice of my time. And then it's going to require obedience to sit and study. So that's the differentiation that I would say has nothing to do with that. So-and-so is better or that person's better. Are you willing to give obedience and sacrifice to the father? And if you are, your mind is going to be blown with what he is going to pour into you because you're a vessel that he created waiting and watching ready to do this for you through you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Dina, I, I know you have some thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, so I didn't grow up in the same way as um, Amy and Julia and probably even Faye. I didn't grow up in church studying the Bible. I didn't watch older women study in the Bible. Um, I got saved. Uh, and when I, what I mean by that is coming to know the Lord Jesus as my personal savior when I was in high school and I was actually a senior in high school. And so um, to me, it was, it was uh, kind of a different thing. I didn't have um, a Bible person to look up to. Um, but I came from a life of brokenness, like most of us and pain 
and it was a wellspring for me. It was, um, it was a source that was desperately needing um, to fill my soul. And when I would get into the word and study it, it would come to life and God would speak to me personally, me, this girl who in my mind was not important, was not anybody big, no big deal at all. Um, but the God of the universe was going to talk to me. And that was amazing. And when you get into the word and you read it and you get a scripture verse that you have seen over and over and over again through some, through somebody else's eyes, through somebody else's menu, you have watched somebody else's walk, but then you get into it and you read that verse and all of a sudden it pops out at you. And God is saying, this is for you. I died for you. I, this is your word. This isn't Julia's word. This isn't Amy's word. This isn't Faye's word. This is for you, Dina. I'm talking to you. I love you. I died for you. You're the one. You are the precious jewel in my crown. And in order for you to experience that, that life, you have to get in there and taste it for yourself. Otherwise, you will never experience the almighty God or Jesus, the Savior, in that way, or even feel the Holy Spirit's presence. You really, really need to get in there and take it and taste it for yourself. Oh, I love that, Dina. And, you know, it brings tears to my eyes because I know you and I know you personally and you are a precious jewel. I mean, you're just like an amazing human, like I said before. And I love what you said, like the Bible is life, right, guys? I mean, the, and I think that the four of us could go on forever talking about this because we definitely love the Lord. We definitely love his word. It's made a difference in our lives. And um, maybe we'll continue this conversation um, at a, another time. But before we go, um, I just want to ask Dina and Julia, and Dina, you can go first, and then Julia, uh, what has God done lately to bring you to the next level? Okay, so you're probably not going to expect the answer that I'm going to give, but he has um, given me some difficult things <laughs> that is causing my faith to stress. Uh, stretch. <laughs> and um, it, it's not comfortable and painful at times, but that's how we grow. You know, it's like working a muscle. It hurts when you work out, but then later you're stronger for it. And so that's kind of what he's been doing in my life. Oh, yeah. It, it's so true, right? It's through the hard stuff that we grow. I wish we could grow through just watching TV, but it doesn't really work that way. Um, Julia, what has God done lately to bring you to the next level? You know, something that I really see that he's doing in my life is stretching me to practice listening more and more. Um, it's a skill set that I would say, you know, my grandmother would always say you have two ears and one mouth on purpose. <laughs> and, but in, I guess in my walk with the father through these years, 
I've been practiced so much on praying, 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 which I, I know he loves pray without ceasing, but that, that part of prayer that's so important is to stop and listen. And so I've been learning more and more to give space, to be quiet and to listen, to ask really good questions, and then to just sit and allow him to answer. I don't have to produce answers. I have to listen and pay attention. And so just I'm working, I guess he's working on me to um, just tune in more and hear the voice of God in ways that I just even haven't before. I love that. I love that. Um, We have a dear friend who, um, you know, is uh, my partner in this and Amy and Dina, y'all know her, Anna, and she talks about that all the time. Listen, it is a lost art. Listening is a lost art. So um, I just want to thank you guys for joining me today. Um, It's always such a pleasure to have the beautiful Amy Ellis. And I just love spending time with Dina Coffin and Julia. We're just getting to know you. We feel like we love you and know you already. So we're looking forward to our event where you're going to teach us um, lessons from the book of Daniel. Oh boy, we are super excited about that. And so visit Julia on her YouTube channel, Julia J. Gibbs, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you feel led to donate to our organization, check out our website, nextlevelmoms.org, and click partner with us. So until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you to our sponsors, the Social Mind Center and Basenji Adventures. Check out Social Mind Center on their website, socialmindcenter.com, and the Basenji Adventures YouTube channel for lots of cute dog videos. Join us next time as we spend time together to connect, equip, and inspire each other.